We're in Hebrews chapter number 10. If you found it and you're able to, let's stand together for the reading of the Word of God. Hebrews chapter number 10. We're going to begin reading in verse number 19. Read down through verse number 25. Hebrews 10, 19 says, Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Christ, by a new and living way, which he hath consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say, his flesh. And having an high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart, in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience, and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching." I want to look at this verse, specifically verse number 25, but then we'll look at the the entire context of Scripture on the subject matter of the purpose of gathering. And that's what we're doing this morning, the purpose of gathering. We're coming together as Granite State Baptist Church, as believers for the opening and the preaching of the Word of God for encouragement. We'll look at a few things down through here. And the reason I believe this message is on our hearts uh, for this morning is because I believe across our nation that the purpose of actually getting together in church is losing its value and its meaning. And I don't ever want to get away from it, from the truth of the Word of God. And so we're going to look at the Scriptures this morning. Let's have a word of prayer, and then you can be seated. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, we do thank you. Lord, for the Scriptures. Lord, we're thankful that you teach us and you encourage us and exhort us. Lord, specifically in this passage of Scripture, Lord, it says we ought not to forsake the assembling of ourselves together. And so, Lord, I pray that you would reinforce this meaning and this importance in our hearts this morning as we look into the Scriptures. And Lord, may you be honored and glorified, Lord, in everything that's said and done. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. You may be seated. I make it no secret that I believe there is not any greater organization upon the face of the earth today than the church. I do believe the family is a tremendous organization. I believe God instituted the family long before God started the church. But we see that it's a great organization, and the reason for that is because of who started it. I believe that the church was started by the Lord Jesus Christ while he was here on this earth. It's also great because of the promise that he gave back in Matthew chapter number 16, where it says that the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. The church will not be defeated this side of heaven. There's no other organization besides the family that has the promises of God building it and for it to succeed. We have the promise that is given over in Proverbs that says, except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. So we have the promises for the family. We have the promises for the church. I believe the church is specifically a called out assembly of baptized believers organized for the purpose of spreading the gospel and perfecting the saints. 
And that's why I believe we have great job security here at a church is because the job of perfecting the saints is from now till we see Jesus and we enter into eternity. You say, well, is that job security for you? Job security for all of us because I'm not perfect either. And so we're going that direction according to the word of God. By no means would this be an exhaustive definition or a description of the church, but it is a starting point to be able to answer the question, what is the purpose of gathering? What is the purpose of us coming together? Is gathering with the church important? We could answer that question. Should I, and here's one, don't answer it out loud, should I schedule other things around my church gathering? A couple little chuckles there and maybe a couple groans as I heard that. I believe all of these things can be answered from the scriptures. You see, there used to be a day, and some of you probably remember this, that when it came to Sunday, listen, stores weren't open. You didn't head out to restaurants. It was, as the Bible describes it, the Lord's Day. And it was a time that was set aside to be able to concentrate on the things of the Lord. It was a time set aside to be able to rest because we were preparing for the upcoming week. It was a day that was sanctified, that it wasn't a question. We're giving it to the Lord. It's a time that we're spending together in church. There was not a question in my household as I was growing up that, listen, on Sunday morning, we got out of bed, we got ready for church. You say, well, you're living in a strict household. Well, my dad was the pastor, so we had to go with him, okay? And so we spent time in church. That's what it was. It was a day that was set aside. It's amazing how many things nowadays, and I'm not talking, you say, well, We're all here this morning, so this message isn't for us. It's amazing how often we allow things to take the place of us spending some time with the Lord. Now, as we look in this passage of Scripture, the purpose of gathering, I want to share a few thoughts as we look at the Scriptures, and I pray that it'll help us and encourage us. And in some ways, listen, maybe it needs to convict us and challenge us because we've gotten away from that purpose of getting together. I believe, first of all, as we started reading in verse number 19, I believe from verses 19 down to verse number 22, that in this context of scripture, we can see some of the purpose is to be able to keep our collective focus on Christ. You see, as we come together It starts here in verse number 19, having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Christ. And then he goes into, listen, it's not that this place is the holiest. He's actually talking about the purpose of prayer and the avenue of prayer that we have listed here, that the focus and the importance of prayer is on the Lord Jesus Christ. But it's in this context of scripture, he says not to forsake the assembling of ourselves together. You see, I believe the purpose of coming together as a church family ought to be that at least one time a week, we have our focus that is drawn together, not on the things that's out here in the world, 
Listen, you can get bombarded with those things all week long. How many of y'all get tired of just the problems outside these four walls? Get tired of the things of this world. Get tired of the trials and tribulations that are out there. Listen, this doesn't take away from those, but for the time that we come together, listen, I'm not here to tell you how bad you're going to have it all this coming week. But for these couple hours, I am desiring to be able to say, listen, let's get our focus and our attention on the Lord Jesus Christ. Listen, our attention span has been going a hundred different directions. I know mine has for the past seven days. I mean, I've driven back and forth twice to Portland, Maine with these teenagers. I've driven to Groton, Mass and back in. We've preached multiple times and had conversations. And as we walk in here today, listen, it's wonderful. Block all that stuff out and get our focus and our attention for a little while collectively on the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's focus on him. Now, listen, when we walk in here, I believe that ought to be the main message of the church. I believe that that ought to be whatever we're speaking of and whatever the message is about. Listen, we cut cross country and get to Jesus and make sure the message is about Christ every time we stand up to be able to preach or to be able to open the word of God. There's a a, a song that I listened to recently. Miss Crystal and I were listening to it going down the road. I turned it up a little bit. How many of y'all just have certain songs while you're listening to that you just turn out in a mind of gospel singing, okay? And uh, that are listening to as I'm driving down the road. And I said, I like this song. And it talked about a young preacher that was told, and I don't know where he was preaching, but I don't even know if it's a true story. Most of the songs aren't. But uh, he was told, listen, don't preach about, about this. Don't preach about that. And so he went to an older preacher. He said, what am I supposed to preach? And then the song goes into it, just preach Jesus. Just preach Jesus born and crucified and risen from the dead and goes through. That's what the chorus is. Just preach Jesus. And I thought, what better subject matter to be able to preach about when we come together. The purpose of gathering is, listen, we ought to have this in common, that our focus is on the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the one, listen, when it comes to the matter of prayer, the Bible says he's the one that has actually paved the way. He's the one that that veil has been torn to be able to give access, to be able to get into the holy of holies, that at any time you can bow your head, Spend some time in prayer, and spiritually you're ushered right into the very throne room of God. You say, how is that all possible? Because of my good works? Absolutely not. It's made possible because of the Lord Jesus Christ. And listen, when we walk in here, the purpose of gathering, I believe, ought to be to get our collective focus back on the Lord Jesus Christ after the week. How many here, listen, you'd just be willing to admit it. You've had a tiring week. Would you admit it? Put your hand. You've had a tiring week, okay? Hey, it's been a long week, and I didn't even drive to South Carolina and back and be able to get back in, okay? A tiring week. How many have listened? Not just a tiring week, but how many have just had a hard week? Been a hard week, hasn't it? Hey, listen, there's sometimes, and it doesn't take away the tired. It may not take away the hardships, but to be able to come together and be able to get into a collective purpose of focusing on the Lord Jesus Christ. Listen, there is no other message that I would rather preach to be able to get your hearts and minds focused on other than the message of Jesus. 
That's what we ought to be focusing on. And that's what he says here. Listen, we have this emphasis of being the Lord Jesus Christ. But then I want you to see this in verse number 23, not just keeping our collective focus on Christ, but can I say this? I believe that the purpose of gathering is for us to be able to be living out our commitment to Christ faithfully. Look what he said in verse number 23. He said, let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. You see, I believe coming together, listen, there is an accountability with gathering together that if you or I are not here, we ought to be checked up on. You say, well, I See, that's, that's, that's not what I want. That's not, I don't, I don't like that accountability of whether I'm there or not. Listen, I think we ought to have that in a church family. I think it ought to be if, if I don't see someone here, and I'll just be honest with you, there's already some in my mind that I know that aren't here this morning. I won't go through the names. Some have already texted me yesterday and today. Hey, there was gonna be one couple here. You can pray for Dana and Amy Lowe. They were supposed to land this morning at 7.30 down in Boston. But they're still, listen, I I know, just pray for them. They're suffering right now. They're stuck in Hawaii for an extra day. (laughs) Stuck in Hawaii. They weren't able to make it back. And, uh, but he texted me yesterday. He said, problem with, hey, listen, problem with the airlines. I said, well, there's worse places you could be stranded, okay? Especially if the problem's with them and they have to put you up at a, at a hotel and take care of you for the next 24 hours till you can catch another flight. Listen, not as bad as Andy Lowe. Hey, we've got two men that aren't here this morning, Sean and, and Joe Cresco, because they left at 3 o'clock this morning because Andy Lowe, he had to get back to start his new job tomorrow. And the airline told them, said, we can get you out, but we can only get you as far as JFK down in New York City. A couple men took off at 3 o'clock this morning to drive to New York City to go pick him up to be able to get him back to Concord. Hey, listen, there's those. There's some accountability. When I start looking around and say, hey, there's somebody that's not here. They're missed. You say, why is that? Because it's a family and the Bible calls this the body of Christ. Listen, I know when my hand doesn't show up on a Sunday morning or if your foot goes to sleep and it gets up to be able to go to work and you stumble all over the place. I know when my foot doesn't show up to work. Listen, living out our commitment, the Bible says, hold fast the profession of our faith. Listen, that's the living out of what we are saying we have in our lives. And I believe that consistency. Listen, I just believe in being in church. I believe we ought to gather together as the body of Christ to focus on Christ and to be able to, listen, have that communication and that consistency of living how we're supposed to be living. Can I say, I don't want to show up on a Sunday morning drunk and have to get in the pulpit. You know why? Y'all going to be expecting me to be up here saying something. I don't want to show up drunk anyway. I'll just go on record to say this. I never have been, not looking to be. It's never crossed my lips, okay? But I'm saying there's accountability there. You're saying, well, we're expecting pastor to be there on Sunday morning. Hey, that goes for every member of the body too. People are just missed. 
when they're not here. But listen, it's a matter of living out our commitment to Christ faithfully. There is a time that the church gathers together. You say, well, I can be the church. Let me just go ahead and touch on this right now. A church, the very definition of the word church is a called out assembly, okay? With that definition, listen, you can't be the church on the lake by yourself, You can't be the church in a mountain. And I I like going hiking. I love the views that are up there. Be nice to be able to get a day without some rain or something, wouldn't it, Charlie? Be able to go, go tag a mountain somewhere. Be wonderful to be able to do it. But listen, when I get up to the top of the mountain, I don't say, boy, it's just nice to be the church up here. No, I can't be the church by myself. Because the church is when we assemble together a called out assembly, the accountability that is there to be able to live our life without wavering. And listen, even in verse number 23, it still brings the emphasis back to the Lord Jesus Christ and the focus on him because it says, for he is faithful that promised. Our collective focus on Christ, our living out the commitment to Christ faithfully. But then look at this. Verse number 24, and let us consider one another. Boy, that goes against the very selfish nature of our society, doesn't it? And let us consider one another. The Bible says to provoke. Now, it doesn't stop there. That's not brothers and sisters that we're provoking one another. It doesn't stop. Well, the Bible says to provoke. Keep reading, okay? Don't just stop there. It says, let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works. Do you understand what that word provoke? Go back and look at an earlier definition of it. It means to call into action or to move or to stir up. How many ever here, how many here ever had a sibling that provoked you to action? I had siblings that provoked me to action, okay? That's not what this verse is talking about. He says here, listen, the action that my siblings provoked me to was not good works, was not to love, was not to in Jesus' name, okay? I mean, that's not the kind of provoking that we're used to, but the scriptures say here, listen, that us, that means it's a collective effort that we are supposed to be provoking and exhorting one another. That word exhort, listen, means inciting to good deeds by words or arguments. Do you know why we're supposed to be coming together? Listen, we're supposed to be encouraging one another to live right and do right. That's what we're supposed to be doing. And let us provoke, listen, and sometimes that, hey, what'd you do this week? Are you right with God? What did you get accomplished for the Lord? Well, hey, I was able to do this, do this. Why not give testimony about what we were able to accomplish for the Lord this week? You know what that's going to do? Provoke someone else to be able to say, hey, we had first timers down at Market Days. How many down at Market Days, that was your first time going in underneath the tent and being able to be a blessed? Isn't it great to be able to go down there? How many were a little bit nervous when you stepped down there? And you're just like, God, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not going to say anything. That gets over real quick. I hope it does. It's over real quick because, listen, we've got a message to be able to talk about. You know what it is? Provoking one another to good works. 
and to be able to say, hey, look what's taking place. Be able to talk about, I believe it was good things to be able to go down there and to be able to do over these past few days. You know why we kept encouraging it? We're just trying to provoke to good works. Provoke to good works. We're supposed to provoke them to love and to good works, both of them to love and good works. Gathering together brings accountability for doing right and being consistent. That's what coming together does. That's what a church family does, that we're able to look at it and be able to say, hey, so-and-so's not here this week. I wonder where they're at. I wonder if there's sickness. There were some that I've texted recently. Listen, if, if I'm missing you for a couple weeks or something, be able to say, hey, I haven't seen you. Now, listen, if you get a text from pastor like that, I will make it very clear if it's a bad intent for me texting. But if it's just, hey, I'm checking up on you. I just haven't seen you. I don't think there's anything wrong. It's not for me to have my finger on you, but a lot of times I'll say, hey, just want to check to see if you were sick or not. Because you know, unless I ask, unless someone tells me, I, I know pastors are supposed to have supernatural ability and everything to know if someone's back home that's sick and they never tell the pastor. Well, I've been in the hospital for three days and you never came and saw me. Did anybody tell me? There's certain HIPAA laws I'm not allowed to call and say, okay, can I run through the membership list of Granite State Baptist and see if any of these are in the hospital for this week, okay? I'm not allowed to do that. But I thought, hey, when we're checking up on each other, it'd be okay. I had a couple that uh, asked me about another couple that had been going through some, some health issues, and a couple men mentioned them to me and said, hey, what about so-and-so? I haven't seen him for a couple weeks. I said, listen, why don't you go ahead and text him? Why don't you give them a phone call? Why don't you check in on them to be able to see if they're doing okay? I said, it might mean a little bit more than just coming from the pastor. The pastor, that's my job, isn't it? Is just to check on people. It's not my job, it's my ministry. I love it. But I said, when they get it from someone else and say, hey, you know, that church family really cares about us. They really love us. Why not check on one another? We're provoking to good works. You know what it was? Hey, Brother Peter needed some help down there at Market Days. He went to, there's a couple young men right over here. They'd never been down at Market Days before. Took them down there, Joshua and Caleb. And then took them down there and said, hey, why don't you come with me? Provoked them to good works. Now, next time they can take a couple others and they can be down there and they can take care of market days. Hey, listen, the opportunities for being able to do good works and to be able to love one another, that's the purpose of gathering together. We ought to walk out of here today ready to be able to go throughout this week and provoke one another to good works. I ought to be challenged to go do more this week than what I did last week because we gathered together. Provoking to good works. But then we get down to the verse, verse number 25. Look what the Bible says. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Can I close with this this morning? Listen, the purpose of gathering together is to strengthen one another during difficult times. 
Do you understand the day that is being mentioned here at the end of verse number 25? As you see the day approaching, that's, that's getting towards the end times and knowing that things are going to get tough. Let's listen, things are not the best around our world right now. Things are not the best here in America right now. You say, is that a political message? No, that's just a reality statement. A reality statement right now across our nation. You say, well, I I think it's going pretty good. I guess you haven't filled up with gas lately, have you? (laughs) Little different than a couple years ago, isn't it? You say, well, I think it's going pretty good. My wife has had to consistently educate me because I do not do the grocery shopping in our house. And I come back and she starts talking to me. I'm like, hey, where'd all that money go? We went grocery shopping. Well, that took care of it, didn't it? Hey, now listen. We know things around, and guess what? You pay the same price for groceries as I do. You pay the same price for gas as I do. It's not, uh, listen, I don't pull up to the gas station and they say, oh, you're pastor, you get a discount. That's, that's not how things happen, okay? But listen, we're all in this thing together. Do you know what helps? Is being able to come together as a church family and know that everybody's going through the same thing. And we don't sit here, we're not griping about it, we're not complaining, but we can sure draw strength from one another, exhorting one another. Now, here's what the Bible says, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. We've gotten into a point now, Here's, we can look at all the purposes that's given in Scripture. Jesus said he'd build his church. Jesus said that the gates of hell won't prevail against the church. But some are getting into a manner, the Bible says, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, listen, as the manner of some is. Can I say when we start getting into a habit of not being in church? A habit of not coming together. It's been said, listen, more times than once, once you get out for a while, it's hard to get back in. We fill that time. Hey, all of a sudden, we've got other things that are going on during those church times, and we we fill it with this. Listen, the forsaking is the turning our back. I'm not talking about you, you missing a church service because of health reasons or mandatory work or something, but when we're looking for opportunities not to assemble together, then there's something wrong, and we're missing the purpose of coming together. And here's why I believe we miss the purpose is because in society today, gathering together at church has just become a social activity and it's for a social connection. That's not the purpose of church. Listen, Granite State Baptist Church is not a social club. It's not who we are. You see, we've got to understand what the purpose is. Do you understand how many times we assemble and get together? Hey, it could be a ladies' Bible study, a men's Bible study, an online devotion, a Thursday morning prayer meeting and Bible study, a Thursday night prayer meeting and Bible study, a Friday night get-together, listen, and then camps and revivals and church services and on and on. Listen, 
there is a whole lot of other stuff we could fill time with. But I need to assemble together with God's people. I need that. And listen, some that say, I don't need that, you may be saying, I don't need to be around church. We're missing the purpose of church. Hey, there's some, and I won't call his name out this morning. I didn't get his permission first. But someone gave a testimony one day that, listen, the church that they were going to, it's not that the, the individual or the couple changed their direction, but the church changed their direction. Started going a different direction. The man told me one day, he said, listen, he said, I was sitting at the house every Sunday morning, and he said, I could get what I needed right off that television. He said, I could hear a Bible message. And listen, you know something? There are some good messages that are out there on YouTube and, and that are out on the Internet and things like this. I'd be real careful about who you're listening to, okay? And you can get some Bible messages, but can I say the whole purpose of gathering together is not just for a preaching message? Even though we do that, the Word of God's going to be open. I promised someone yesterday, they stood at the table, they started talking to, to George first, and George turned around and said, this is our pastor right here if you'd like to talk with him. That young man turned around and started talking to me, started asking about the church, and I said, I promise you this, I said, every time you walk in for a church service at Granite State Baptist Church, I said, the Bible will be opened. I said, I promise you that. But can I say that the, the purpose of church is more than, listen, that's the priority is the preaching of the word of God and making sure we get a message from the Lord. But it's so much more than that. And this man told me, he said, listen, he said, I could sit right there and get what I needed off that television. But you know something? Something was missing. It was the coming together. It was the fellowship Someone gave a definition of fellowship one time, and they said, well, fellowship, it's just, it was, a, it was a young boy about five or six years old. They said, what's fellowship? He said, well, it's a bunch of fellows in the same ship, isn't it? <laughs> Couldn't argue with it. Couldn't argue. How profound is that? And I thought, do you understand why we come to church together? Listen, we're going to stand up and give the word of God. But can I say it is for the fellowship? It is, hey, realizing we're all in this thing together. We're encouraging one another. We're exhorting one another. That's what a church family ought to be doing. Jeff Buffito said it just a couple weeks ago. He said this. He said, here's what I appreciate about the church family at Granite State Baptist Church. He said, it's a family more than just on Sundays. That's what he said. More than just on Sunday. I say a couple weeks ago. Yeah, that was two weeks ago, two Sundays ago. He said, it's more than just on Sundays. He said, but it's during the week too. And I thought, I don't believe it could have been described any better than that. And I thought, listen, we've gotten away from the purpose of gathering. Church ought to have an important place in our hearts. Now listen, if Jesus thought it was important enough to say that he would build the church and that it wouldn't be defeated, it wouldn't be prevailed against, listen, if Jesus thought it that important enough, then don't you think it ought to be important in our hearts, in our lives? Do you understand that he uses uh, the husband-wife relationship in Ephesians chapter 5 to be able to describe the relationship between him and the church? 
that he loved the church and gave himself for it. It's one of the two things that the Bible says Jesus loved enough to be able to die for. One was the sinner without Christ. The second one is the church, that he loved the church and gave himself for it. The importance of it, the purpose of gathering. Yes, I do believe that it's for the preaching of the word of God, that it's for the fellowship of the saints, that we ought to be encouraging, we ought to be exhorting one another, and I won't even preach another message on the subject matter so much the more as you see the day approaching. Do you understand the Bible's teaching we ought to be having more church? You ought to be participating in more church, not less church, as we move forward to the coming of Christ. So much more as you see the day approaching. Listen, we understand it's a habit that some get into of forsaking the assembly. Don't get into that habit. It is one of the outward, tangible ways to hold fast the profession and to consider and provoke one another to good works. How many here enjoy seeing someone else at church? I enjoy it. I enjoy seeing smiles on faces. Hey, we got people, they've almost come become about the, the best of friends, and guess where they met? Right here at church. There's some outside of church. Now, listen, about every week, I'll, I'll say this, about every week, the Bowens that are right down here and the Lowe's that are trying to make it back from Hawaii, okay, they both had a passion for hiking here in New Hampshire. Brendan loves hiking so much, he created a website that you can go to to be able to help with hikes if you want to take your family out hiking, okay? Guess where they met? Church. One's from 30 minutes north, one's from 30 minutes south. Let me try telling them they can't come to church anymore. Can't do it. You know what? They met at church. There's a joy of that. Listen, we start meeting and connecting. There's accountability that's there. And I want to say this, let's not get away from the purpose of gathering together. But pastor, I just have a busy life. Listen, every one of us are busy. But I'm praying because of the importance that God puts on the church inside the word of God. Listen, we ought to be putting the importance on it. You say, well, church is just a religious duty. I'll close with this. It's not a religious duty if you're a child of God and you're part of the family. Because then we desire to. You see, Jesus died. For those of us that are sinners, you say, well, who's that? It's every one of us. Jesus died for us. That's why he was on the cross. That's why he was buried. That's why he rose again, to be able to pay the sin price for each and every one of us. Listen, saved, baptized, added to the church. I believe that's the plan that God has for us throughout Scripture. We need each other in this world. We need each other. The church is not designed for lone rangers. It's designed for drawing strength and camaraderie and exhorting and provoking one another to good works. I wonder if God would just reinforce the purpose of the church in your heart and life in my heart and life and say, listen, let's get back to it. Let's make it a priority.